Blog Talk Radio.
everyone. My name is Nikki Brown, and I am the owner and founder of Circa 2009, a quality, all-natural powder company that meets all of your needs. You can find us online at www.circa2009.com. That's www.circa2009.com. Look forward to seeing you soon. Bye. I am in pen heaven. I committed suicide in an inkwell. Poetry breathes life back into my soul. My words are my witnesses, written into existence. My pen leaves smoke trails of ink. As I write through the lines of this paper, the air filled with smoke, smelling only of my ink vapor. This is Tammy S. Thomas, and you just heard a poem called Ink's Heaven out of my new poetry book, Emotional Soul of a Poetess. And you can buy my book on Amazon.com. All right. You're now listening to Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio, the biggest colored show on earth, with your host, Barbara the Country Queen Lady, Adrian Charleston the Butterfly, and I'm your moderator, some guy named Jay. Blacktopia Roundtable Talk Radio is the number one live stream dedicated to assimilating black folk from all walks of life, teaching and preaching the importance of economic empowerment for our people, and showcasing the talents and abilities of black people across the globe. This is also the number one blog talk radio show, which I believe, which I believe now is not hosted by convicted felons or conspiracy theorists wacko or closeted lesbians. But hey, put on a great show just as good as old people too, so listen up. <laughs> Tonight's topic and theme is black love, healing black relationships, not just romantic relationships, but black friendships, black business relationships, Tamika ships, and all the ships, and we have, <laughs> and how we can have better relationships and more loving it and, and be more loving and kind to one another. But first, I got to learn how to read. Also, joining us is our guest. The poet known as Miss Kia's Queen, born of the country queen lady, will put her in the hot seat, and after the interview, she will join us for discussion topics. But before we get into all of that, I just want to let everyone know that you can check us out at www.blacktopia.org, blacktopia.org, and you can also download and install the Blacktopia mobile app from iTunes, Amazon.com, and Blackberry World. Unfortunately, you can't get in the Google Play Store still because, you know, you know they kicked my two apps out, Blacktopia and the Giant Blast. They kicked them out, but it's all good. If you have an Android, you can go to Amazon.com and get it that way. Or you can go to BlackVibes.com and search Blacktopia, and you can download and install it that way for your Android. Forget Google Play. We'll still make it happen. All right. And um, I also want to give a shout-out to the rapper D-Hood, get more information on him and his music by going to d-hood.blogspot.com. And I also want to let you know that you can purchase the Blacktopia keychain from zazzle.com forward slash product on demand. Hold your keys together the same way Blacktopia holds black people together. Yes, yes. All right, enough of me plugging shit. We're going ahead and bring everybody on. Let's start with the... uh, Let's start with the host, Barbara the Country Cleaning Lady. 
Barbara the country queen of lady. What's going on, Jay? You know, just doing a show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we've always been. All right. <laughs> We're going to be going ahead and bring on Agent Charleston so she can fly on here with her butterfly wings. The show isn't going to wing itself, <laughs> but she will. Adrian Charleston. Hey. Okay, <laughs> Nothing left. Everything is good on this end. Good, good. All right. Now let's go on ahead and bring on the poet, the poetess, Miss T is Queen. Miss T is Queen. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me tonight. How y'all doing? Clean lady will sit you down in a hot seat and interrogate you with an interrogation session. Um, we'll start taking calls around 9:35. Be patient. Uh, after the interview, we'll get straight into the uh, the calls and then the uh, discussion topic. At 10 o'clock, we have a break, play some songs, play some commercials, come back. Then we have Adrian Charleston with Butterfly Flow. After Butterfly Flow, we'll also continue on with the topic of Black love and building Black relationships and anything that goes along with that. So uh, Miss T is Queen. Oh, and also after Butterfly Flow, I'd like you to read a poem too, if, if you may. Um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm a fan of your work and I and I really enjoy it. So uh, it would be nice if you could after Butterfly Flow just squeeze that in there too. Okay. okay. All right. So uh, so you ready for the interview? You ready for everything, Miss T? <laughs> yes, yes, ready as I can be. <laughs> All right. Barbara, uh, I was going to say don't hurt her, but go ahead, hurt her. She's going to be all right, because she tried to get me to tell her what was going on. You fine, baby. You fine. I mean, I listened to your show, and congrats on that. I mean, I was really thrilled um, from what I heard listening to the show the other day. Congrats on it in general as being the host of Solace of Louisville, um, your poetry radio show, and on the award you got for it last year. So congrats on yeah. the award you received. Um, the profession that you do, my hats off to you messing with that social work thing because, oh, my God, being a writer, you know, spoken word artist, and you did not put up there a photographer because those landscapes and nature pictures that you have says a whole different thing. A lot of those uh-huh. were very precise, very good work, very good work. I mean, I like the detail because I love stuff like that. I mean, as a Pisces, we we like things like that. And, I mean, you should have put a bit of photographer because I don't know if you're amateur or going pro or practicing, but there was some very yeah. good work from what I've been through that, looking at that as well. Now, let's get right into it. My first question for you. You come from Chicago, but you moved to Kentucky. Was there a culture shock involved, and why did you move? Oh, yeah, it was definitely a culture shock. I was born and raised in Chicago. Um, I left there after I graduated high school in 97, and um, my cousin was here in Kentucky, and uh, she was in Fort Knox, you know, with the military base, moving around. So 
So I did not even know what Louisville, Kentucky was until I got here to help her with her business. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was a big culture shock, yeah, because this is a smaller uh, river city, country-like, mm-hmm. and I like it now. I like it better than a big uh, crowded city. Um, and just with the with it being diverse, with more than just majority blacks and just one spot of the city, then mm-hmm. that was a a big change, yeah. And the food, of course, and and then the, looking around and seeing people's yard with not dogs in it, but horses and cows in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a big difference, yeah. Well, attending Indiana University, I mean, it's said nowadays in the last decade that a lot of young folk when they attend college can handle um, the maturity of the atmosphere. But for you attending Indiana, did you see any racial tension? And how was it truly the maturity level of the students, especially in black relationships and crises on campus? Yeah, um... I, I didn't see too much racism, thank goodness, because I probably wouldn't have been able to handle that too well. I didn't grow up seeing it or being around it, and uh, it it was um, people had handled it pretty well. Uh, we didn't have too many incidents on IU campus about uh, racial profiling or anything like that, so that was mm-hmm. a good thing. And what about yeah. the maturity level toward relationships and crisis? Because I know most of the black colleges, my husband works at two, GCC here in North Virginia and um, Norfolk State. And he's calling me all the time about multiple problems or asking me to try to help some of the kids who were my own issues. But asking me to try to help some of the kids that take him under, you know, they, he takes them under his, his wing like their father um, with the issues that they had there. Truly was the maturity level up to speed? when it came to dealing with relationships and, and other crisis issues on campus that you know of? No, that, that took time to um, overcome. A, a lot of uh, a lot of my peers um, did not know how to be in relationships or even wanted to be in relationships. So it does take a certain maturity level to want to exceed at that. But it wasn't many who was even interested in it at that time, you know, you just ready to just work, focus on your major and go mm-hmm. to parties, and that wasn't even a priority, but it should have been because um, that's the time in your life where you become an adult right. and have to get out there and be on your own. Well, as a social worker, let's get right into this because, I mean, you pick one of those professions that, oh, my God, as a social worker, <laughs> Okay, you've seen the best and worst of your profession. Honestly, tell mm-hmm. me, where do you see it headed in this generation as far as using the system? Well, it's a, it's a lot of work to do in that area. Um, I started, I went to nursing school, and then I started doing the social work aspect because I myself quite as kept had to go through uh, the group home. When I was a teenager, mm-hmm. uh, my parents was so as soon as they found out that I had skipped school and smoked some weed, they were like, oh, off you go. So, okay. so after I got there, I kind of 
I kind of experienced it firsthand. And uh, nowadays, these you you know you can't really get through them. They don't really listen to their parents. They don't really listen to law enforcement. Uh, sometimes you take hard knock lessons, and I try to encourage them that you don't want to get railroaded through the system because it's not mm-hmm. just for you to get back out once you get in there. It's very, very hard. Yeah. It is. So I think that's important. I'm glad you do. And like I was talking about with the photography, how did you, because, I mean, as a Pisces, we love water and nature scenes because, I mean, they either calm us or excite us in some kind of way. What inspired you to capture especially the flower scenes, because I love roses. What what inspired you to capture those scenes on film? You know, and how does it make you feel when you're out there taking those pictures and being a part of that scene? Yes, I, I'm a Leo, and uh, I just always had a um, nature side of me. I always love nature to be out in nature. And that's why I, I don't mind being out here in the country. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I consider myself an amateur photographer. And all the get togethers, I'll be the one saying, All right, y'all get camera ready, everybody line up, let's take a mm-hmm. pose. And so when I'm being um out there with one with nature, then it feels good to capture the essence of the moment that I see through my eyes and to share mm-hmm. that beauty with others, especially because of all the ugliness that we do see in the world nowadays. Right. Right, and they were some beautiful pictures. I, I really, I really enjoyed going through the little portfolio you had up there because, I mean, some of those were yeah. some very good moments. They were some very good moments. Now let's get into Solace of Louisville. Who is Damon D A M O N Network, and how did you become the host of that show? Yes, yeah. the Damon Network's tournament and motivated online now. Is through talkshoe dot com, and mm-hmm. and I um I actually had the concept of the idea uh, about a year ago. I figured that, like I said, when you turn on the news, all you see is bad things going on, and I want mm-hmm. a place where we don't talk about major issues. You know, me being a poet and other writers I know, and artists, rappers, singers, we we can express that through mm-hmm. our work. And so that solids a Louisville Poetry Hour. Um, when DJ Alaski, he's out of Compton, California, and he was just playing, that's his network, and he was just having just straight music on there. So I mm-hmm. love music and poetry, and I said we need to combine the two, my two loves, and see mm-hmm. how that works out. He also with the poetry, then I do my poetry and I open the mic so, to let Bless other artists with right. their talent. So yeah, that concept came about, yeah. and he was down with it, and we wrote with it, and it's been a success. Well, I see that y'all demographic of listening has you know grown to eighty three thousand and above, which is awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's, that shows that you got people interested in more than just music that rocks You know, they're they're listening to things to entertain and to educate their mind. But where did the name Solace of Louisville come from? Why did y'all come up with that name for the show? Uh, actually, uh, Oladelli, Ngozi, he, 
deep thought of that name. Uh, I mm-hmm. I have a show called Kings and Queens United, but uh, you know everybody not kings and everybody not queens. So <laughs> we just had a broader um, a broader title. Yeah. That was really needed uh, in the okay. society. It's just a, a place, a comfort zone where you can come and express okay. yourself and forget about the worries of the world for just an hour or two. Mm-hmm. What inspired you to become a spoken word artist? I actually was, hmm, I was introduced into Blog Talk Radio about two years ago. And I started calling in and just uh, reciting my poetry and decided to start sharing some on Facebook. And I got an offer to um, be a regular on a few shows. And I wound up co-hosting and hosting. And then I decided to go do my own show and my own concept. I also do open mics around town, around the city. I get out there and we go to... Uh, nights at homes, and we go to coffee shops and libraries, and so I just enjoy um, being in the Love Jones atmosphere type, <laughs> and being able to express myself in that kind of way. Okay. Well, is it true that for females, spoken word art? Because I mean, in researching you, I found a lot of um, negative comments as well as positive ones about you guys being in this venue. Is it true that, you know, female spoken word artists have to work harder than the men to be taken seriously? I mean, and that have the men who have dominated the audience for so long, have they become more accepting of you, of women being in spoken word form over the years? That's a good question. Um, I think it is harder for females. Um, I've been in radio, you know, and media for a few years now, and uh, in the beginning, I wasn't taken seriously. I think part of it was because being a female, it's just a male-dominated game usually, but I used to do just straight erotic poetry, and Mm -hmm. I don't, not anybody who expressed themselves that kind of way, but I had to make a decision that I wanted to be known as more than somebody who stimulates your body. I wanted to stimulate your mind, too. And so I kind of got my standing and my respect as an inspirational writer. Like I can write and talk about anything that gets your mind thinking. Um, But the men, once they see that you're professional, you know, and uh, not Mm -hmm. just here to play, you got something to say, you know, right. then they started seriously, yeah. Well, see, some of the negative comments I, I saw were that they felt like women only want to talk about love when they do a poem. You guys, including Butterfly, <laughs> Tammy, and a few others, you all do other political and other um, world issues in your poetry as well. You're not just sitting there saying, do you love me, and I'm going to cry about it. That's, that's not all. That, I'm serious. That's not all the poetry I see. And a lot of the negative, you know, me. That's right, girl. Child. They, say, they, they felt like that's why they didn't want to let y'all into their um, inner sanctum because they felt like that's all y'all were going to come with was everything about love, love, love. Of all of you guys, I've heard Elle and a few of you 
None of you come at that, Lisa. None of you come at it that way. I mean, some poems may be about love, but the rest of them are about every issue or aspect of your life or what you see in life, and you reflect it in word form. Um, The talent that you work with, interview, experience on your show and abroad, are you proud at how far this profession, because it is a profession now, has come, especially among the black community? Yes, yes. I'm very proud of it and of the women and the men, too. Anybody who can uh, be aware and conscious of what's going on in the world that affects us as so-called minorities and our children, you know, I think that's more relevant than, uh, you know, a feeling of love that might come or go. So, yeah, it's a nice um, networking society where we have a voice and we can be heard internationally without having to travel, you know, to get a point across um, or to set up uh, organizations to help help different cities and different neighborhoods, things like that. So it's a very good outlet for us as minorities and a place of unity to come together right. as artists, make our voices be heard. Well, I'm, I'm glad from what I listened to because they, they realize you don't have to sit around and put a nasty beat and nasty words about women or anybody else in the poetry mm-hmm. form or lyric or lyricist-wise to get people's attention. As as long as it has a feel to it and, and, it, has, and it has substance, people will listen. And that's most of the art that I heard the other night. You know, I'm like, I'm glad of young black people, because they always say you have to speak on what you see in your community. That's not always true, because you can find a beautiful rose, you can find a butterfly, you can find something nice in an ugly situation. You don't have to just rap everything ugly about what you see. You don't have to um, poetic put in words everything ugly you see, because it's not all ugly going in the you know, and so I'm glad from what I heard from the young men on your show um, that they are looking at things in a more positive a- aspect. Because as long as they do that, they'll be able to apply that into a better form of their life and not continue on with the leeching type uh, poison that they've already yeah. been fed, you know, society to society. And I mean, and, and, and being in the two professions that you're working with, nursing and social work. For you, mm-hmm. is there one thing that you would want to change about either one of those dealing with the system? Oh, yeah. The system is very broken, and it takes dedicated individuals. Shout out to all who are in the profession. It takes dedicated individuals to try to help people to navigate even if they have been caught up in the system or just getting out in the system or about to go into the system for whatever reason, uh, they need advocacy, um, whether it's been drug-related or domestic violence-related. And um, poetry also is therapeutic. You know, I encourage them to write and everything. Like on my show, we can cuss every now and then, but it's, it's not necessary to get your point across. You can be more creative about it and express yourself and your feelings about what's going on 
in a more in a way where everybody can understand it and appreciate it and respect it. Mm-hmm. Well, for yeah. all the things that you see, the broken homes, um, the misguiding. As far as you personally, how important is family to you when it comes to your accomplishments and goals? It's very important. I think it's important. Um, I'm I'm one of the few who didn't come from a real close-knit family. That's why I can relate to the other uh, aspects of people and society. But it's important to remember that family can be whoever is there for you, who you can call upon, who support you, who you can communicate with and have mutual respect for. Uh, for those out there who don't have family, um, which is part of the reason why they start um, acting out, I would say, and doing their mm-hmm. own thing and against the grain. Uh, it's just, you know, it's important to have somebody who you can confide in. If it's not your family, then a friend who you consider family uh, right. because because once you get out there and you get caught up in the game, um, you can you can guarantee that the system going to make sure that we, you become a slave again and have to be behind the bars for probably the rest of your life for just a careless mm-hmm. mistake or something like that. And see, and in both the professions that you're dealing with, nursing and social work, I mean, have there have there been any measures? gone toward trying to correct the broken measures in these kids' lives. Because, I mean, like Wednesday they're talking about the red nose, and I said that in one of my testifies. They're talking about the red nose for stopping the hunger for children. They've done that for the last couple of years. You know in both fields that you deal with, that hunger isn't just something based on the economic um, demographic or, or, or scenario going on. It's a structural issue within the four walls these children come from. You know, sessions you deal with, that not all the time are these kids getting the provisions they need from the money you guys dole out to these women and men. So it's not just a, a government and a, and a societal issue as far as getting them the provisions that they need. This is coming from the people that they're being saddled by, that they're being raised by, who haven't been raised properly themselves and passing on that legacy of ignorance. I mean, that's to me where it's stemming from. But as far as you in these professions directly hands on with it, where do you, Mm -hmm. I mean, do you see them doing any measures trying to correct these things? Because I think for me, I see it getting out of hand because I'm on the road constantly. And I'm seeing the babies as young as 12 having children and, and becoming a part of this system rather than getting out of it. So, I mean, I mean yeah. do you see any measures being made to make a change or are the politicians trying to just hold on to it to, to, to keep everybody down? Well, yeah, that's, what it, that's exactly what it is, unfortunately. It's very sad and unfortunate that... Uh, our, our politicians just don't care about our youth uh, or about us. They don't care if they're hungry or what's going on in the home. Uh, you know, they're quick to pull you, pull, take kids away from their parents uh, without investigating properly. 
it's just a very sad case. That's why it just takes individuals and groups and um, agencies who do dedicate themselves to the youth or women or men who've been in traumatic situations. You have to just find an outlet source to speak of. On a larger scale, it's just not any help available. That's just not their priority list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I saw a lot of the programs we used to have back in the day are gone. Those those um classes where you made them sit in or you got taken off for 30 days if you didn't. I mean, it's like they don't even attempt to try to have them make them sit in those programs or make them get a GED or make them finish mm-hmm. high school. It's like whatever, and sit them down yeah. assuming that these monies will be there forever, and that's not the case. Yeah, like nowadays, you know, uh, a child can drop out, I think, at the age of 15 if they choose to. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we know our, our so-called president has taken away the, the Dare to Care and Food programs for the children and after-school programs. They're shutting down schools. Um, you know, so that's just all signs of the ill system that we live in is mm-hmm. just big old spider web. Yeah, so we have see, to... I don't, know, I don't know how it go there in Kentucky, but I know here in Virginia, some of our mm-hmm. after-school programs didn't really get cut down because of, well, I, I mean, no harm, but, but Obama started some of it. But they all didn't really get cut down for lack of money. Some got shut down because you had hidden pedophiles. You had, mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell going on with some of these teachers, but you had some of them and some yeah. of the other um, professionals sleeping with the students after school. They just got a man in Chesapeake just recently for doing that, father for messing with two of his students. So some of the programs got cut because of those issues. They're claiming that they were weak of the flesh and couldn't tell a 15-, 17-year-old no, and you're 40. So, you know, yeah. for us around here, some of them got cut down because of that, because they weren't being used. But by the means they were supposed to, and nobody was monitoring them, and they were getting out of control. The food programs, it was the same situation. Come to find out, some of these women were getting over $1,000 a month in care and weren't using on the kids, and nobody could understand why your children are hungry when you get $1,000 a month. You can't put so much food in the refrigerator. I don't care how big that refrigerator is. So, you know, they won't understand some of them things around here. That's why a lot of some of our stuff got taken. I don't know about the other states, but for Virginia, there were really reasons. People were actually doing the negative thing that only took that one to mess it up for everybody who really needed the program. So yeah, not that... all of it was a government issue. Some of it was society itself being unmonitored, and because it wasn't monitored, the chaos caused us to lose what was needed. Absolutely. Still, we still needed those programs for some of these kids. Some of them kids, that's all they need is somebody to know they care. And a lot of these problems will be knocked out if, if if that was the case. But, you know, now a lot of people become for themselves, and we don't have folk concerned about the future, which is these kids. You know, and nobody's really concerned about it anymore. Yes, I find that there's always corruption and greed on Mm-hmm. Any level, and you getting get money involved, and then with right. the teachers, you know they need teachers so bad that they really don't do thorough background checks on them, mm-hmm. and uh, 
know what's what's going on with the person before they give them to a classroom. So, yeah, that's what it boils down to, corruption and greed. um, And 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 what would make it so mad with me, though, um, see, is the fact that the black community ought to know better, and half of the teachers that have been arrested around here were black. And I don't Mm -hmm. understand what all we've been through. Why or why would you join the enemy in taking us down? That's what I don't understand. Even if it was something from your past, all of us had a past. I had a bad past, but I didn't use that to hurt nobody else's child. And I I don't Mm -hmm. understand for our community why we can't use our negative for a positive. And I sincerely use it that way to better these children because as long as they see somebody care and is willing, even if they're hard-headed, they have learned something. A lot of them, you heard them say, that have made it. Somebody had to actually beat it in my head that I can be better, and and they actually listen. You don't think they listen, but they listen more to the little positive you give them than all the negative they feel every day. That's that's what yeah. most of these kids, and, I mean, you know, we need to get back into that. Jay, do we have any callers? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm here. Um, okay, if you're listening in on the link, give us a call at 516-387-1219. If you're already streaming from your phone, just press 1. It will bring you on. Uh, we're talking to Miss Tia's Queen. Uh, you can, If you have any questions for Miss Tia's Queen, you can could, you could ask them. Um, if you want to just go into our topic uh, about black love, black relationships, right. black relationships, you want to talk about, uh, you know, black business relationships, black friendships, mm-hmm. things like that, how we can be better towards each other, you're welcome to bring that up, too. So, again, if you're streaming from your phone, press 1. If you're listening mm-hmm. in on the link, just uh, give us a call at 516-387-1219. And uh, while we're waiting for all some people to come on in, uh, I want to say, uh Miss Tia's Queen, thank you for having me and Tammy Thomas on your show uh, earlier in the month, or last month, I believe. Um, I enjoyed myself, yeah. a lot of great talent on there. And for all you listening, you can purchase Tammy Thomas's book, Emotional Soul of a Poetess, from Amazon.com. So definitely do it. Another great poetess you should check out is Veronica Thornton. She has her book, mm-hmm. Universal Colloquies Inside of Me. Definitely get that from CreateSpace or Amazon.com as well. Check it out, Veronica Thornton. Both members see, the interview wasn't you. that bad. See, you were fine. Thank you. <laughs> I, I didn't want to say nothing about you. Miss, you have Miss, uh, <laughs> Miss T. You, 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 there you were panicking. <laughs> mm-hmm. It came out too mm-hmm. much, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Right, Don't you be all right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> If I don't, I get that nasty inbox from this black man you here talking right here. I told you that. I, 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 it'll start out nice with, how you doing, Babs? Then from there, it'll just, oh, my God, it pops off into, yeah. So I, I don't need that. I don't need that. I keep him happy. So I don't to hear his mouth. So you were going to be fine. I told you. <laughs> I don't want to hear his mouth. Got to keep the show That's anyway. Right. You got to Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, Adrian, mm-hmm. can... Oh, no, go ahead. What you about to say? Uh, um, this is Misty. I wanted to say that thank you, uh, Jonathan. I like, well, some guy named Jay. <laughs> I 
I, I appreciated you and the artists who you you found that came through and shared on the poetry show. And with Blacktopia, y'all are doing a wonderful job because, as, as was mentioned, it is important for us to support each other and Black businesses. And I see y'all doing a very good job with doing that. Uh, it's not supported on a wide scale, and that's why we have to support each other. That's the only way we're going to make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Congratulations to you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Now, now, now Adrian Charleston, you got any uh, follow-up questions you'd like to ask, Ms. T? Yes. <laughs> Had to take it <laughs> off a of mute, you know. I mean... <laughs> Gotta have a mute because I'll be listening and then yeah. Hey, Miss T, how are you this evening? I'm good. I'm good. Good, good, good. So, um, what is your favorite poem that you wrote and why? Oh my goodness. I think <laughs> all my poems are my favorite. <laughs> they are because they all have like I can talk on different subjects. It might be spiritual, um, it might be inspirational, it might be about current events, it might be about romance, it might be some erotic. I think um whatever is going on at that moment and to capture it into a short story with a lesson wrapped around in the end, uh, is a good thing. Uh and it helps you know, anything I can learn, I want to pass it on to the next so they can learn, too. So I think, um, I don't know. I don't have one favorite. I can't say. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And what what do you think is a fan favorite? Do you have one that people say they like more? Um, yes, yes. Um, I think... Most people tend to like more inspiration. That's what's needed um, nowadays with all the hard times and everybody is going through something in their life, whether they admit it or not. Um, And um, so I find that those kind of poems are more uh, well-received from society as a whole. It's the inspiration of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, and being a social worker, I know you have a lot of you inspire other people, and you are in the helping field, and that always is a good and rewarding job. So, <laughs> and actually, you know, when I when I do write my inspirational poems um, to uplift, it's also I'm talking to myself too when I write it, so it's helping me while I'm helping others. It's an outlet for myself as well. So I wouldn't give nobody advice that I wouldn't take, and I wouldn't talk about nothing that I don't know what I'm talking about or make stuff up. So I appreciate the realness of it, of all artists get out there and talk about the real relevant issues of today. Yeah, I love it, love it. Thank you. I am looking for a piece, actually, if you all wanted to hear one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was to say, don't quit. Oh, yeah, read one of the nasty ones. 
Um, <laughs> and she just talked about what what. <laughs> I was trying to find the one from the biography. I had it set on my phone, but it's the other phone. The one that's set on is the one I'm talking on, and I can't get to it. But <laughs> yeah, the other phone is I'm, I'm sitting on that, but I can't I can't get to where I had it saved at from your biography. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. had the one from you know, the link. Let me go back to the link you gave me because I had one saved from that on my other phone. Let me see if I can turn. Yeah, I was sitting here all day reading those from. <laughs> yes, yes, and I put um, I put let's see on my Miss Tears Queen Poetry's page that has about at least two hundred free poems. Now the book yeah. and uh, spoken word CD I'm working on to come out in July will have unpublished, but. Um, those right there on the portrait page are free, and anybody can look at it or share it, or I'm guaranteed you um leave there learning something from it or relating mm-hmm. to it in some kind of way. It's, I'm speaking on all kind of diverse topics, so I'm, I'm going to leave that, that page there. Um, are you looking at just, it again in your hands? Because that was one of them. Is it is it began somewhere near you? Uh, yes, I can pull that up. Thank you so much. Because that was one of them. That was one of them. It began. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait a minute. Before anybody say I was hogging, did any one of y'all have a specific? Because I had three. Once again, the right phone I'm talking on, I can't get to it. So I'm just I'm going back to where I saw uh, an insert on my other phone, and it began popped up because that was one of them. Jade, did you or Adrian have something y'all want to heal? No, we're good. Yeah. Okay, good. So we can hear it began. Okay. 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 This piece is titled, It Began. It began from the dreams when something told me. Examine your life and weed out all that's not right. The ironic thing is there is no wrong or right. Yet in our hearts of soul, we know what makes us happy or uptight. And so it began. Today, I overstand. Have to come to grips with what's in the mix. My wings of faith have grown. Their armor is strong. We can't be so high to where our shields fall. We must know and respect our call. Have you ever wanted to stay in one place, but you know it's time to go? You've packed it all up and done it before. It's still exciting and scary to go through unknown doors. It began to register that destiny is already written. Whatever happens in between is a blessing or lesson, so stop tripping. Shalom to the second life coming to my arms. For everything to be in harmony and out of sight, this I have waited for for so long. The occasions where we think we wouldn't make it. You have to be real no matter who fakes it. Keep your love no matter who takes it. Stay in peace even though the world has hatred. There is a paradise somewhere awaiting. The tears dwell up as we must mourn the hurts, betrayals, and all that has been lost. What can make you smile again is knowing that you paid the cost. Just as it was paid for us. Pucker up, buttercup, this is your life. Plan it well. You know how to be a boss, right? 
Turn the mellow moods up then. You've been knocked down by highly favored. The award within the awakening has already began. Beauty is conscious and truth. The love returns because you put it first in all that you do. And that's how it began. That's that nice. Nice. What was the inspiration behind it? I'm sorry. Okay. Well, after, after you answer that, uh, Ms. T, uh, I want to say before you do your other poems, we want to take a call right quick. But, uh, but go ahead. Yeah, Did go you hear me? Yeah. Well, what was the inspiration behind it began? Oh, um, that that was um, I was looking at everything that had been taking place in my personal life um, within the past few months, and thinking um, how sometimes you have to walk away from things that no longer benefit you. Sometimes you have to start over after you've been knocked down or or had setbacks, and so I brought those points up. And also um, the f- reminder fact that destiny, you know, was was happening is already happening. We really can't do nothing but try to make the best of it and try to help those along the way. And mm-hmm. so those thoughts in mind, and that um, gave birth to that point. Good. Get that call. All righty. Thank All you. All right. Let's go ahead and take the call. Caller in the five eight six four six four. You're on the air. Who is this? Walter Perry Lee. Walt, hey, how you doing, Walt? Good, 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 good. I'm back home where I belong. Good, good, man. Did you, get, did you get anything you want to ask the guest, or you want to contribute to the conversation that, that we're about to have about black love? Yeah, I, like you were saying, I heard that um, that you were saying that she had to walk away from a situation that she was going through. I feel you on that one, because I went through the same thing two years ago. Yeah. And my heart was... And I, how you doing? All right. Yeah, just want to see how you guys are doing tonight, and and I, yeah, I feel you guys what you, what you was going through. What helps you to move on? Yeah, I think that that happened to me a long time ago because I was in the when I was in the, there was a woman and I was dating a long time ago. And she asked, and I thought she was, we were going to work something out. And the next minute, she just took off and disappeared. She didn't call, she didn't write or anything. She just left. She didn't. So I know that feeling because I just couldn't believe I acted like a fool for her and went back to her for the last time. And I think that was a time that I had to just let go and move on. I, I, still, I got a, I just said, you know what, I'm just going to, if I did start love again, it's going to be me loving myself instead of being with someone who's going to play. I still got that skip. I'm still lives in fear of being with someone right now, but I just, you know, I just need time for me. Say it with I got your chest. time. I got you. I got you. Okay. I feel you and what you went through. 
Okay. Okay, Jeff is Jeff is well. Uh, is there anything else you want to say before we, uh, you know, before we um, move on to more callers? Uh, no, I just um, I think that's it. Okay, okay. Well, uh, well, Walt, before we uh, keep keep it moving, uh, is there anything you want to plug? I know you got some. Uh, you're working on some new scripts and, and things like mm-hmm. that. What are you working on? Well, no. Right now, I'm working on Growing Into Development. That's a new book. I'm trying to work on a new book called Growing Into Development. I have written back in 2014. I finally decided to type it up. And also, I got another one for every time I think of it. There's another script I'm working on. And I'm going to, um, I'm planning on revamping Walter Dream of Jenna again. That And make that into a book, too. And Luther and Ebony, oh. too, so I got that, and everything else is still like everything's going the way I planned. So I got another show tomorrow. I, I did a show with Miss Preston, Rhonda Preston, yesterday. Oh, yes. I did Black a skit Black yesterday Black. with her yesterday. So we're going to do another one again in three weeks, and we're going to do Walter Dream of Jenna next, next week, too, The follow, next week or the following week. Okay. I'm just letting you guys know. So, like everything is okay. That's right, girl. Chow. Oh yeah. Also, uh, you think you might have a uh, have, have a role for um, any any Blacktopians in your upcoming production? Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. I like to be. Like to be in that too. Oh, you you would like to be in that. Oh, I know. I mean, I know. I was asking, do you have roles available in your production for a black token? Yeah, I'm thinking of that too. <clears throat> oh, okay, okay, definitely. Okay. okay. So like I said, I'm gonna. Like I said, I'm gonna um getting things back on track, and I'm gonna. And what I do, I'm gonna. And I let you know. When? I got you. I got you. Okay. Definitely. All right, Walt. It was definitely great. Uh, uh, a pleasure to have you on. Um, definitely uh, stick around for some more program. Uh, we're about to get ready to get into this break. But when we come back, we have Adrian Charlton with Butterfly Flow. Then uh, we have okay. some more poems. We're also going to get right back into our discussion topic about black love. So if you want to contribute, all you got to do, if you're listening in on the link, give us a call at 516-387-1219. I sure will. And uh, if you're already streaming from your phone, all you got to do is press 1. You're listening to Black Sophia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio with your host, Barbara the Country Cleaning Lady, Adrian Charlton the Butterfly, and your moderator, some guy named Jay with our special guest, Miss T is Queen. All right, so sit back, relax, and I want to have this break. And um, I don't, I don't know why this is not playing, uh, but this, this, this. Uh, <laughs> okay, here we go. Island Flame from Rhymeskeet.
www.thebeautyofthe2009.com. Look forward to seeing you soon. Bye. I am in pen heaven. I committed suicide in an inkwell. Poetry breathed life back into my soul. My words are my witnesses, written into existence. My pen leaves most trails of ink. As I write through the lines of this paper, the air filled with smoke, smelling only of my ink vapor. This is Tammy S. Thomas, and you just heard a poem called Ink's Heaven out of my new poetry book, Emotional Soul of a Poetess. And you can buy my book on Amazon.com. Hey there, my beautiful people. This is Andrian, your holistic health coach, coming at you from the global front. What if I told you only four ounces of this water for 30 days would lead you to longer, healthier hair, softer skin, more energy, better, stronger workouts, increased sex drive and stamina, come on now, easier weight loss to get you that sexier body, no more pain and stiffness, all while getting rid of any drugs or medication you're on, and it's all natural. It's all available without a prescription. Contact me for more information at andrian 65 at gmail.com. A-N-D-R-I-A-N-E-6-5 at gmail.com. Peace. Yeah, what's up? It's your girl, Linda B. Let me find out you got that big boy TV, but you only get in hospital station. Uh-uh. Let me find out you got that flat screen TV plugged up to a converter box because you're too cheap to get cable. Let uh-huh. me find out every week you down at the bootleg man trying to get new movies because you're running out of stuff to watch. Shame on you. I'm here. That's what I do. You want cable? Hit me up. Oh, Bill, no problem. I got you. Cable too high? I got you. Dun, dun, Hit me dun, dun. up. We can do this a few ways. You can either call me. I can call you. 937-287-0736. Or you could go to my website, lindaebrown.acndirect.com. Or we could do a three-way call. What? A three-way call? We could even do a three-way call. Shut the Hit front me door. up today, and you can have cable tomorrow. Yeah, I got your back. And remember, with God, all things is possible. Have a good day, world, and I'm out. Damn, girl. I ain't seen you in a long time. You done lost some weight. That's right, girl. Child, I've been using this new product, Total Life Changes Tea by CurvyButHealthy.com. That's how I lost the weight. Child. Now, wait a minute, girl. So all you're saying I got to do is drink this tea and I can go to the bathroom and piss these calories out of me? Well, not quite. What it does is speed up your metabolism, curb your appetite, and give you the nutrients your body needs so that it can help you shed the pounds. And, girl, you can lose the weight and keep them curves, too. Well, girl, that's exactly what I need. I'm trying to look good in my bikini when I go down to the beach. I'm going to go to curvybutthealthy.com right now and order about 10 cases of that tea. Yes, yes. 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 Order Total Life Changes tea from curvybutthealthy.com today. Yeah. I'm going to go to curvybutthealthy.com and order about 10 cases of that tea. I'm going to go to curvybutthealthy.com. I'm going to go to curvybutthealthy.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to Black Topia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio with your host, Barbara Country Cleaning Lady, Adrian Charleston, and your moderator, some guy named Jay. 
the topic of today is black love, and we're also talking to Miss Tia's Queen. She's our guest, and I just want to let everybody know you can get uh, what can you get? Well, what can I plug today? What can y'all get? We talked about supporting black businesses, and we also want to talk about uh, black business relationships among all different other kind of relationships. And uh, you can start by building a relationship with Nikki Brown uh, by getting all natural, chemical free products. For your hair, for your skin, you know, for your beauty products, all of that, all natural, chemical free from Nikki Brown. She's a black topian, and you can purchase them at www.circa2009.com and circa2009.net. And she will also be a guest on our show next Tuesday, May 30th. So get ready for that. Next Tuesday, Nikki Brown will be joining us to talk about her. Uh, or our products, and we have some other topics, too, that we're going to discuss. And then uh, the, the Tuesday after that, on May – no, excuse me, it's not May anymore. <laughs> June 6th, June 6th, we have Queen Tyhera. Queen Tyhera of the new uh, – <laughs> Queen Tyhera will be joining us on Blacktopia Roundtable Talk Radio. She's the program director of New Power Talk Radio. And uh, she'll be talking to us. So definitely stick around for those shows. And um, okay, that's all I'd like to say for right now. So I'm going to go ahead and pass the mic to Adrian Charleston so she can do her birth, birth her butterfly flow. Fly on in here. I can do what, Jay? Trying to do what now? So I can do what? My bird, what? What am I doing? Yeah. My tongue got in my mouth. I was just talking. I didn't say you know butterfly, but it said butterfly. You know. <laughs> I can't talk. Okay, that's okay. It happens. Um, I'm well, thank you for thank you for having me on once again. Um, this is Adrian Charleston with Butterfly Flow, and tonight, since the topic is Black Love, what else am I going to talk about but love? Y'all know that's my favorite topic. I think. I talk about love for every butterfly flow because, you know, that's what I love. Um, So tonight I want to talk about what is love. A lot of people don't understand what love is or doesn't, they don't know what it means. But love is a feeling. Love is something that comes to you. It's not something that is only given. It's something that you feel. And the first person that you should feel it with, of course, is yourself. Love is unconditional. Love is, I always say love is everything, but um, it's, it's, it's a deep feeling of affection for other people, other things, just life in general. And it's a, the purest form of a feeling is love. And, you know, you know, people say, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Because they, for some reason, hurt and love have become equal, and it's not. Love doesn't hurt. Love does not do these things to you. Love gets messed up when people get in the way, when life gets in the way, when people don't understand that it's okay to love and begin to put conditions on love and how they think love is supposed to work and how they think love is supposed to look. Love is not many of those things, and love comes in many forms. And as Jay was talking about the different types of relationships, I was um, 
actually hosting a poetry event Friday, and I let one of the other poets know that I love him. And he was like, do you know you told me you love me in public? I was like, yes. But I also prefaced it with he's one of my best friends. I love him. I Even though people are going to take it the wrong way because it's coming from a woman to a man, love is not always about sex between the opposite sexes. You can love someone and not necessarily want to be with them romantically. Love is a feeling. Love is pure. And I tell most of my friends, the one that I the ones that I love, I tell them I love them on a regular basis because they need to know that they are loved. Even if it is a friend way, it's still love and it's still the best thing in the world is to be loved. So I let them know I love them because I know I love me and that's where it all begins. You cannot love someone without loving yourself first. And it all begins at home and it is not selfish to love you first. I always let people know that because they think that they're supposed to give and give and give, but you cannot, you know, I love this new saying that's out, you cannot pour from an empty cup. So if you are not full of love and full of love for yourself, you cannot give love to anyone else because you are lacking it. So that's tonight's uh, Butterfly Flow with Adrian Charleston. What is love? And remember to love yourself first and then pass it on, and it will be more genuine, more pure, and it will be accepted and known that you do love these people. So thank you. All right, all right. So we're going to uh, <laughs> thank you for that, Adrian Charleston. Um, and, and, You're welcome. You know, and let know, oh, yes, and let everybody know where you can get the book because it's all about self-love. Oh, um, my book Butterfly Flow is on my website www dash no www dot com and it's Googleable my website I'm Googleable or you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at AC Butterfly Flow very easy to find definitely definitely yeah. follow her and uh, get the book a lot of amazing poems in there um, speaking of more amazing poems we're bringing Miss T back to the stage. We'll give the mic back to her. She has uh, two more poems. Also, we'll take your calls, too, after the poem. Uh, if you're listening in on the link, it was a call at 516-387-1219 and press 1. If you're uh, streaming from your phone, all you got to do is press 1, and we'll bring you on. You, you can talk to us. You can talk about the topic. You can talk about nice butterfly flow. Uh, even if you want to ask Miss T some questions, you can. Um, in fact, if you want to read a poem of your own, you're welcome to. Join us. Let's do this. All right, Miss T. Before you Yes. Thank you. I just want to say that that what she was just saying right there, every step of the way, I was like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I was so relevant, and everything that she said, I agree on. Uh, yes, yes. Love. There is different levels to it, and when you can't love until that's just the bottom line. You can't really love somebody until you love yourself. You can't give somebody uh, a piece of cake if you didn't know how to make the cake right. You know, so I, I, I appreciate it. Like <laughs> yes, yes. Um, 
Okay, so this piece I'm going to recite um, is called More Than a Quickie. Coming to my nurturing touch. Putting our hearts together to make a picture is a must. Massages given and received after the splendor of a lovely candlelit dinner. Boundaries unlimited and inhibited. Our souls dance as we naturally sing to the tunes <clears throat> and assume the position. Here we can listen. Hands and fingers entwined, two of a kind with similar minds. Slow stroking me as I let you explore my inner canvas. Touches tender yet bold and thoughts more than a quick quickie, a story to see. Our meet and greet made the fanship complete. As you welcome, welcomed my shoulder with a little lip and tongue, temperatures rising, vibrations and emotions colliding. You see all of me, fun-loving, and you have a plan, kind-hearted and true, never shrinking back, but seeing things through and through. We can go there and come back and be right on track. Honesty level compels and fantasies dwell. Replenishments and nutrients stream through my being. I'm here for you, the man and friend. I will always hold your hand, put your arm for admired strength. Through joys and pains, my love stays the same because we treat each other right in and out of sight. Sparkles in the eyes every day, a new surprise. A positive force field and this battlefield is the deal. Give me a hug, and yes, it's okay to rub. We all have subs, but know where the real love lay. Suspending what's been diminishing to simple, sweet, and complete. Bringing something to the table now, we both comfortable. Let us eat. I love to love you, too. Quality over quantity, it is me and you. I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. People and feelings come and go, but I let it flow till there isn't any more. Because this is more than a quickie. That's that piece. And that just that that part right there is letting you know the aspects of what can what can happen past the physical elements, um, to get deeper with it. And this last piece is called Black is the Rainbow. The rainbow where the color spectrum begins. From dark to light, it's in nature's right. As we cool the coils of burnt passions, sunny side up should be in everyday fashion. Fired up ambitions, calm lavender, relax and get in position. Blue skies come and go. Some cared enough to at least knock on your door. Black is in the rainbow that the mass asses forget to mention. The plot was to keep us in infinite detention. They weren't honest enough, so give them a suspension. Blow off the ear wheel towards a new captain of the wheel. Black sheep, black ball, black foot, black snake moan, black smith at the throne. Black marks the black magic. Black peppers are the conscious average savage. Bold, bronze, beautiful. Now watch what it do. Black is in the rainbow. Without it, all else fails. Black is the rainbow. Go now in detail. <clears throat> and that's that piece.
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Miss T. Uh, definitely thank you for those pieces. Uh, Barbara, is there anything you wanted to ask her about the uh, the poem she just read? Say that one more time. Uh, yeah, I was saying, did you want to ask her anything about the uh, the pieces she just read? I want to ask about all of her pieces. Um, specifically, um, some of the more you got one or two that's erotic. I'm still trying to find them because I can't get off this phone. But um, there, there were I one mean, or two erotic piece. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I call it erotic because I mean, most of yours don't really get it. And why is that? Most of yours don't really touch it on a sexual basis. It's like what you just read right here with the quickie. Um, yeah. it's insinuated. You, it's, it's like you know your grandma tell you wear all your clothes. Don't don't leave something to the imagination. That's it. Yeah. That's that's how you do it old school. Um, you leave something. Not not all of them actually get right into um, what you expect from the experience. But a lot of the pieces that I read from you, I call it erotica because it's like. You, you you give them something, you leave it to the imagination. You mean now you have to keep reading or, or find other poems related like you made me have to do, um, related to it because you don't just give you the experience, which is like you just read a quickie. You, mm-hmm. What we've all forgotten is about um, foreplay. Do you mm-hmm. still believe in that? Because a lot of us in our generation don't believe in foreplay. And I would say from the age of maybe 32 on, and, and in the peak years, 32 to maybe 48, because I'm at 44, and a lot of the guys and girls in my age group I've spoken to don't believe in it no more. Um, They feel uh, like it's pointless. I mean, so as uh-uh. far as your poetry, spoken word, um, lyricist, do you still believe in foreplay? Oh, definitely. I don't even... Wanted you to look my way if you don't know what foreplay is, <laughs> and I'm thirty. Baby, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yes, I think it's pointless. And I mean, I, I want you to explain that to me because it's like, I mean, I can't really say that with you up here because you don't know me that well. I was great to say something, <laughs> but I mean, if I say it in the way I was gonna say it, it don't make sense. You don't just—it's like making lasagna without the without the sauce. You know, everything comes together. Experience, taste. Yeah, with respect. I'm saying it respect. Because I love sex. I'm saying it with respect. You can't you can't make lasagna without the sauce. Yeah. It's just noodles and meat. You know what I mean? So you if mm-hmm. you just get right into that, I, I'm not feeling I'm not having any flavor with it. And no wonder a lot of people experiences are not good or even if it was a sexual relationship, it don't last. They're, you're not giving me anything to work with. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, and for I people to say, say that that uh, don't work anymore, I don't understand that. And what I call it is because I go to a lot of lot of uh, erotic poetry shows, and some of them are mm-hmm. just straight, you know, sit on my face, suck this, do this, do this. And the, mm-hmm. I see erotica as the buildup. I I like what right. I call it because even like some of the erotic poets that I've talked to, I'm like, you know, what happened to the? I like the old school R and B. Type right where you insinuate stuff and you talk about things, but not mm-hmm. just like some like I call it. You know, I don't know if it's if it's this or not. I call it the old school erotica and new school erotica. Old school right. is the like the old school arm where you're talking about it, you're leading up to it, you're getting towards exactly. things, 
instead of just boom. You know, you take your time. You take your time. Yes. Right. And, and even even if it mean y'all come back to it the next day and leave it on your mind, um, as some of the songs like Keep Sweating them have sung, even um um the people that saying lose control, feel. You know, they, yeah. you know, it's the next day. It's not right there. We jump right in bed. I jump your bones. And, you know, sometimes my jumping out, I'm not even about 10, 15 minutes hat. And, I mean, just because you rushed it, you haven't given it a chance to build to, you know, a, a climax. Matter of fact, I had one or two young people on my page inbox me what climax meant. And I said, mm. are y'all serious? Because if I knew where you live, I'd come and had to beat you behind. Um, they didn't know what they had never been taught what a climax was. I said, you know what? It's not just a final orgasm in an experience with someone. You can climax just by listening to what you guys read. You know, if it's read in a way that it entices my mind, word lyricist word wordplay as y'all do with the spoken word can also cause a sexual reaction to someone. It all depends on yeah. it's how you present the material. I mean, so for these things that kids are missing, the important fact of a relationship, you know, is why a lot of them don't last. That's right, girl. Child. You're missing the foundation. Again, I can't make spaghetti or lasagna without the sauce. That's just just mm-hmm. noodles and meat. You know what I mean? You're missing the flavor, the flavor that holds it together, that keeps you interested in getting seconds. Man, that's the nicest way I can say that. <laughs> I mean, I just don't understand. I don't understand why we're it. listening. Huh? If you're just going to get it without any effort, that's what you're getting right. at. Like, if, you, if you're going to go get the frozen lasagna and cook it instead of getting the homemade lasagna, it's that filling, takes time. It's, filling, it's still a different thing. It's a question. That's right. And I, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not really exactly. going to go back and get that unless I'm starving <laughs> and I'm in need. Exactly. If I, if I really want a good experience, I'm going to take my time and boil my noodles, get my sauce right, get my meat mm-hmm. right. I'm going to take my time because I want to savor the flavor. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. what, if you know, people ask you how your relationship lasts, if you don't savor the flavor, it's not. Right. Right. And folks are going to go looking for stuff elsewhere. I mean, you know. That's you, right, girl. Child. <laughs> about you, Miss King. I don't know about you, Adrian. As the women, you know, up here, because, I mean, Jay, we're going to hold you off for a minute. As the women up <laughs> here and the women listening, whatever happened to black love where women were concerned that we cared about that? Nowadays, I see a lot of them just don't give a damn. We used to care about that. You know, mm-hmm. that I put on a nice piece of lingerie, little perfume, wash my hand, comb my hair. I mean, you know, let yeah. me rip these things off me. What happened to that? I just Actually, I don't, I don't know what happened to us wanting those things out of the experience. And I don't mean role playing or nothing, but I mean just wanting that natural um, ecstasy out of the experience with our mate. And I don't mean somebody you met off the street. I mean your mate, the person that you're with, your your yeah. you know your partner. You know what happened to that? Y'all get in the and, bed and with it, socks on, raggedy drawers, and just call it a night, do whatever, and, and ro- wipe off and roll over. I, You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm just, what happened to us black women wanting that? And I think yeah, we I think, still want that. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. 
Y'all trying to answer me. I mean, who, what, you know, what happened? I, I still yeah. want that. I still, you know, and part of it is, and, you know, I'm single, so it takes a minute to connect, and some people don't want to connect to get past anything besides that. Like, they don't want to they just want to go straight to the sex part. Like you said, you got to take time and let it cook and do all those other things without getting mm-hmm. to know the person. And I think it's kind of just this age that we're in that sometimes that's where it goes. And it's, you know, yeah, that's where we're at. Like personally, I, I want to take the time. I, I met a guy one time and he, he, we, I mean, we would talk, like, we would talk nights, like, till in the morning. And he said mm-hmm. that was, like, his interview process. Like, he meets somebody, he just want to talk to them. And he would bring them to their house, and he's, like, he's had females come to his house and have them sleep in the other room because, in his mind, they didn't pass the interview process because they didn't know how to talk. They were trying to get to that other step. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I need to see where your head is. I want to get right. to know you. I want to know certain things. But everybody's not like that. So, mm-hmm. and then you know, some women it's been so, you know, and yeah, I don't want to say it's ingrained, but it's been trying. They've been trying so hard to switch roles that right. they, you know, kind of. And and let me let me say this: women do like say we don't have to hold out ninety days. We don't have to be celibate. We don't have mm-hmm. to do all those other things that kind of, you know controls us and keeps us from enjoying sex like men do, but we don't have to do it like men do, if that makes sense. Yes, yes. (laughs) Well, well, I I mean, let me beg the differ. Once again, I'm trying to keep it nice for Miss T because, you know, she's a professional uh, 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 closing years, honey. But uh, I have to have mine every day. Now, that's a healthy relationship for me. I'm sorry. That's not begging the difference. That's not begging the difference. Well, yeah, but, that, you know, but a lot of women say that's not healthy. That's too much. And then it ends up getting boring. Yeah. Now, ain't wait a minute, girl. It got boring yet because, first of all, daddy has been taught foreplay. So he understands yeah. the need to work into it. I don't have to say a word. He gets to work. So that is how it is with me. And I, you. I, mean, I sit yeah. sadly and listen to a lot of women who say, well, that's too much. I, I'm going to make him wait uh, uh, once no. a month, twice a month, all that dumb. You, you know what? You know what? You know what? I'm not going to make somebody wait because guess who was waiting with them? Me. <laughs> I know, right? I'm, I'm not going to punish myself. Well, well, I'm not punishing myself for somebody else. Woman with that. You're the single woman with that. I mm-hmm. when I was married. That's right, girl. Child. That's what I said. Thank God I own my own company. They get mad with me when I go, okay, while you had, you think you got him waiting? He either had right. the he computer running up your bills. Or he got the next woman that he's taking out for meals. I'm trying to tell you that old way thinking that y'all got is not going to work. Anybody ask you mm-hmm. um, if you don't feel like it every day like me, that's fine. But that putting somebody on the schedule, and when you know you won't like that when y'all met, you're going to have to compromise some kind of way. Now, how you go yeah. from nasty before you murder a man to celebrate by the time you get with him? Now, that don't work right. right. Yeah, that's, and that's I will gonna, say when I was counseling, that's not going to happen. Yeah, and when and I was married, we didn't, that. we didn't, I didn't do that when I was married either. We were mad, and and 
I was in the mood, I it happened. Like it yep. wasn't no, I'm mad at you. You're not gonna get none. Because again, why Girl, am I gonna deprive myself? Who <laughs> I know, it. right? I was still going to be mad afterwards, but mm-hmm. this is what I needed. Sometimes I needed it because I was mad. I mean, it's right. just. <laughs> <laughs> see, what so about you? Because you ain't saying nothing over there. What about you? Yes, well, I'm listening to y'all. I, I'm single. I have to uh, give give myself for a play every day, and I don't mind it at all. I find them who's desiring of it, so. That's right, girl. Child. People that you know have said that, and, and look at them crazy. Because I, I don't know what your <laughs> mindset is with that. That's not healthy. That's mm-hmm. not. I mean, yeah. you know, being a, a psychologist yourself, Adrian, a healthy relationship mm-hmm. is at least two to three times a week, if that. That's yes, yeah. some type of some type well, tell of somebody intimacy. Some two times a month. I know you didn't lost your man. <laughs> but it's something you that know, it keeps the relationship. You know, especially in marriage, it keeps the relationship going to have some type of intimacy, even if it mm-hmm. is not sex. It still needs to be some touching, some hugging, some Fun loving, way. some fun time, some type of intimacy between you know you and your mate, and that sometimes mm-hmm. gets missing, especially when. People are married and kids are involved and all this. They want to take care of the kids, work, go to sleep. That's it. Eat, go to sleep. Like, mm-hmm. and they're not paying attention to each other. And sometimes right. that's what's missing is you know those intimate conversations, those hugging or holding each other at night. The you know all of that stuff. But then you want to be mad about something else when you're really mad because you ain't had none. See, and right. they don't understand if you just do, you know. Doing what you're supposed to do with each other. Going to the bathroom, cut the water on. Going to the bathroom, if the children are still up, going to the bathroom, cut the water on real (laughs) high. And then come on out and look as best you can and go on about your business. That's that's how you remedy that when you're married and everybody's at home and everybody's up. That's how you fix that. See, I mean, you you can find ways. That's what I understand. What happened to... But see, look, I mean, Jay, because, I mean, you're sitting there too all quiet. What happened to <laughs> when, you know, y'all found little fun things to do, even when the kids were up and around? Y'all found little fun things to do that weren't nasty, that, that didn't, you know, give the kids the wrong impression of love. Mm-hmm. What, I mean, couples have gotten, I've seen that from cleaning for them. Couples have gotten out of that too, the little fun things that y'all did. Yeah. While the kids are downstairs playing, y'all up there playing with each other. You know, little stuff like that. Everybody yeah. has gotten away from doing those things, you know. And yeah. if you just you or keep even restricted. holding hands. Or... Right, right. It's like holding hands is embarrassing in public. I've never, the gay people hold hands more than the heterosexual couple. <laughs> what is going on? Right. And what, what happened to that bridge that kept us together? You know, I don't keep saying for a lot of them, you know, both of us work. Oh, I got the kids all day and, and taking care of the right. house while you at work. That's no excuse. Right. I had two jobs, nope. Ben had three, and we still found time. Mm-hmm. When they mm-hmm. were there, we still found time. I don't understand how you can't make that sacrifice to keep it going. Or better yet, before right. we go to bed, I don't care how tired we are, we sit down and share a glass of wine, talk a little bit, play a little mm-hmm. bit, and then go to bed. 
Right. I mean, granny, mm-hmm. if, if your boys was over, you find an hour to sit up with them and talk about nothing. So you can find right. an hour to sit up with me. You know what I mean? The compromising yeah. part is gone as well. Compromising mm-hmm. leads to compassion. And a lot and of couples have gotten out of that as well. That's the single yeah. couple, too. It ain't just the married ones. The single ones, right, too. Right. Lose sight of what's important. That's y'all first getting along mm-hmm. healthy. And then the children that you got to incorporate into that healthy relationship so that they see a whole house. It was the reason so, why I had the kids staying at mine. I wanted them to see a healthy relationship between a husband and a wife. They had seen things so volatile that I was trying to show them that there are real relationships out there that are healthy. Because it's hard, yeah. it's far in between to see that within a home. They always use all kinds of excuses to keep to help kill black love, but you're not willing to compromise, which will lead to compassion, to heal the broken rivers within, you know, the home. And it's on both sides. It ain't just the, the men. It's the women, too, because right. I've seen it. I've seen it from cleaning form. And, I mean, you ain't got to sit around with makeup on like I do. Um, I mean, but at least comb your hair, wash your face, take a bath. Don't nobody want to come home from work looking at you looking like death. I done been out there all day. I want to come home to a clean house, a cooked meal, and you sitting there looking halfway decent for me. You want me to be in love with you. You want me to touch you at the end of the night, entice you with something other than you looking like hell warm dope. I've seen all of that. I'm just yeah, saying, we have to that effort. you know, and I know you deal with some of them when they come to you for your coaching and stuff. I mean, and they and they act like what make it so bad, ladies. Some of these women act like they justified and sitting there like that. And mm-hmm. and and I tell them, y'all, that's how I've been married eighteen years. You're not justified in it. I don't care if we sitting around the house and I got on my house dress, my hands combed, my face is washed, teeth brushed. I done took a bath, and I smell good still sitting around him with he's not all my makeup, but just a light foundation and a little bit of, you know, something. Because, and I'm, I know he looking. This is what he used to. If I don't feel good, he know it because he'll go, you must be sick. Don't get back in the bed lay down because he don't even look like himself. That's the first thing out of his mouth because he just say whatever because he country. <laughs> and he know I don't feel good. Because other than that, that's how, even when we in the house, that's how I'm walking around in my house, I'm still looking presentable for my man. Black women have gotten out of that, too. I can't speak for the other colors. I can speak for ours. We've gotten out of a lot of things that have made us, we used to dominate relationships. Black, black culture used to dominate. Now you breaking up, you breaking up. You breaking up. Can't hardly hear you. Oh, can you hear me? Now, I mean, you know, now we're taking worse than the white man. You know, we used to dominate black uh-uh. relationships. What is happening? I'm still looking at what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, something's going on with your phone, Barbara. Yo. I don't know what it is. Can y'all let me down? No, it, it, it does it sometimes during the shows. I don't know what it is. Like, it's like in Israel, like far away, kind of. This phone better come back. Better oh, come there back. it is. It's back. Okay. It's back. <laughs> it costs too much money. It better come back. But, yeah, right. I mean, I don't understand because we used to dominate relationships. 
you know, the black culture, mm-hmm. and now we're dragging worse than white couples. You know, we used to dominate mm-hmm. it. What has happened to us that we've fallen even with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's, I think it's, it's been the, I don't even know how to say this properly, the systematic uh, thing that they've been doing with, with, with us, period, trying to make sure we stay apart, trying to pit us against each other, not just mm-hmm. women against women, but women and men against each other to where, you know, it's, it's just become more of a war zone instead of, you know, you come home to the comfort zone. It's more of a war zone. Right. And exactly. Yeah, and, and that's not, it's not good for relationships, and it's not good for us. And then, you know, when that's going on in these different houses, the children are seeing it, and then mm-hmm. it goes from there. Because I have mm-hmm. too many clients in front of me that say, and I think we've talked about this before, you know, you know, if they're not hitting me, they don't love me. If what? they're not doing this or controlling, they don't love me. If they, you know, they don't show up and want to fight whoever I'm talking to, they don't love me. But none of that is love. But that's mm-hmm. what they've been taught that love is. But that's just pitting us against each other instead of, you know, you you know, and it, and it sounds, you know, elementary to know that love, that, you know, people that love you aren't supposed to hurt you. People that love mm-hmm. you are not going to cheat on you. People that love you aren't going to control you and keep you from your family and keep you away from everything that you like and love and that makes you you. People mm-hmm. don't see it that way because it's been taught or ingrained in them that this is what love is and what it looks like. So since they don't really know, it's hard for them to to do better. And, right. I, you know, I tell people, you know, I try to help them all the time and I always start with, you know, how do you feel about you? Oh, I love me. Was the last time you did something for you? What you mean? Exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> you just answered your own question. And I always right. tell people, once you love you, you treat you better, and the people around you will treat you better because they won't have a choice. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Jay, what you I think? Because I mean, from a man I'm... perspective, I mean, ooh, what yeah. were you going to say? Yeah, yeah, I was just going to start real quick. Uh, it's Jay in the in the building. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, no. I'm still DJ. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to. I didn't want to mess up the flow. Everybody was saying a lot of great things, a lot of uh, <laughs> you know different topics. Uh, you know, a lot of great information that I believe that a lot of uh, women and men should uh, should be you know listening to. Um, you know, I, we got a lot of people listening, but a lot of people don't want to chime in <laughs> right now. So, uh, so be streaming from your phone, which a lot of y'all are. Just press one; we'll bring you on. You can gush in, um, or uh, if you're listening on the link, give us a call at five one six three eight seven one two one nine, and then press one, and we'll talk to you. You can you can give your opinions or you know answer anything about black love. Uh, you know, this is what I want to say too. Um, well, you asked me a question first, didn't you? Well, what was the question, Barbara? I said, what do you think from a man perspective, what we've gotten away from, we used to dominate black love, you know, used to dominate, and now we're falling behind worse than white couples. And what yeah, happened? Yeah, I don't I don't know where, where it went wrong. I think it, uh, Adrian uh, talked about it, uh, just this whole uh, Willie Lynch type stuff, you know, that's been going on with us. It just kind of messed us all up. Um 
you know, but I, I don't know what what happened, but I know one thing that we can do to try to start the repair is uh, we should just simply just be nice to each other. You know, just, just I mean, let's just start yeah. with that. If, if nothing else, if nobody can do the the big heavy lifting stuff, just be nice. Just I mean, we don't have to walk around with scowls on our face and. Somebody just says hey to you. You don't got to wonder why they're saying hey to you, you know, and and get so defensive. Just you know, just hey, you know, and, and just smile, you know, just just uh, let it be what it be, you know. Um, you know, it's 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 it's, it's not that uh, you know, it's it's nothing. Um, it's yeah, just be nice. It's easy. It's easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Let me add. Let me add that uh, all you all made some good valid points. I think it's important for couples to remember to leave the outside on the outside. When you come home at night, in the day, leave all that stress and all that worry down the shower when you get in the shower. Um, like you all mentioned, yes. Put your phone. Turn your phones off. Sit down and eat together, old school style, with no phones and no TV, and just talk about your day. Um, mm-hmm. Take the time to dress up and put on some lingerie. And men, it's important for you to smell good. Smell good. If you want to wear a beard, go to the barber shop every week. Keep yourself groomed. Buy you some nice silk boxes or something. Do a little strip dance or something. People mm-hmm. have to remember keep the spice in a relationship for it to keep going in that romantic kind of way. Yep. That yeah. I mean, that's not just married couples. It's the single couple. I mean, you know, those that are together, the partner couples as well. It it doesn't matter. You don't have to have that ring for for y'all to chime in together and work together. The ring signifies that you belong to one another. But it's it's not the it's not the beginning. The beginning is both of y'all as partners getting to know one another and making that commitment to be together. The both of y'all. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't just put a ring on it and, and, and just put it on because it's a piece of jewelry for show. It actually means something, though it has its different meanings, it actually has a meaning. And if you're not gonna be committed to the meaning, don't put it on. You know, and I mean, and that's another thing um, about us as well. You know, our, our fatality rate, I'm going to call it, in marriage has gotten atrocious. Again, we're almost up there with the white couples. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. divorce or married four or five times. I mean, what's now, Breaking, breaking everything about, but I want to throw this in here too. I want to, I want to say this. What Adrian Charleston said about uh, self love, and he said, "Well, what's the last, what's the last time you did something for yourself?" And um, you know, and I, and I want to say a lot of times when couples get together, uh, it seems like uh, you know that you know the man has his set of hobbies and the woman has her set of hobbies, and he's into what he's into, and she's into what she's into, and they're not uh, into what each other are into. They're into each other, but they're not into each You're not fully into each other if you're not really fully mm-hmm. into what they do, because that, that also makes them who they are, the things that they're interested mm-hmm. in, the, the books that they read, the, the uh, not just the shows that they watch, but just the things that they like to indulge in. You know, that makes them who they are. And, you know, and, and you should try to step into their world as being a couple. You know, uh, the relationship I'm in, we're we're fans of each other. You know, not just 
you know, being together as a couple, you know, she listens to my podcast. I listen to hers. She uh, she checks out my stuff. I read her stuff. She, you know, mm-hmm. she, uh, front row with my stuff. I'm front row with her stuff. <laughs> you know, and and, mm-hmm. and, it, and, it's, and it, you know, we're we're very much interested in what each other has going on. You know, outside. You have of, uh, to. Oh yes, oh yes, yeah. and I and I think more. And it's, I remember Sinead Staley did an interview with uh, uh, what's his name. Uh, Kevin, Mr. Brown, I forget his real name, uh, from from the, uh, from yeah. the Brown, yeah. and in the man, Mr. You know, man, oh, yeah, David Mann, yeah. He said in the yeah. interview, he said that, uh, he's a he's a real fan of his wife. You know, his wife come on stage, he front row, he's screaming, hollering like a groupie, and and that's and that's the way I am too. I, I listen, I look at all her, you know, health videos. She looks, she listen to all my things. It's like we're fans of each other. We support each mm-hmm. other. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We even critique each other. We say, well, you know, I, you know, I like this better than that one. Oh, really? Well, I can switch this up. And, you know, she does the same for me. And, uh, right. and, and that has, I think, a lot of couples should should do that. Even if you got a you got a man that like to collect stamps, you know, and that you think that's boring or whatever. And, I mean, you know, that's, that's mm-hmm. your man. That's what he that's what he loves. And he may not, you know, just sit there and maybe ask a question. It don't hurt, you know, because that is a part of him, you know. And and, right. and, yeah. and, and I that's, know. And before I close it up, I, before I give it back to you, I just want to say, now I, I'm not talking about those gender specific kind of things where it's just you know, well that you know doing stuff that is mostly just guys do or stuff that just women do. You know, I know he don't want to get his nails painted with you and nothing like that, but just things that are just you know a part of who you are. Uh, it's okay, you know, it's okay to share those in the relationship and not just. Uh, to yourself, you know, because I think that makes the relationship healthier. I don't know anything. I don't know anything about, about stuff. You <laughs> was right. Yeah, and I wanted to add to that. I mean, and and sometimes the issue is people, instead of being a fan of each other, they they forego everything that they used to do, everything that they were and who they are, and just become everything that person is. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's how people get lost in relationships as well because they forget who they are. So mm-hmm. it's great to be a fan. It's great to be front row. I mean, all those things are what you're supposed to do, but you can't lose yourself in the process because once you open your eyes and figure out that you're not there, you're going to resent that person that you're with. Mm-hmm. So, of course, mm-hmm. be a fan. Of course, be front row. But you still need to have what you your like and what you do. Your own identity. Yeah, it, exactly. And women have... Women do that more. I would say women do that more so than men. We will get mm-hmm. lost in mm-hmm. everything that a man is doing and just forget everything that we are, everything we want to do. Every and it's not just the man. We get you know caught up in the children, caught up in mm-hmm. you know taking care of people, caught up in all these things, and that's where we lose ourselves. And yeah, but exactly what you said, Jay. You have to be a fan of who you're with. You mm-hmm. have to love them. Their aspects. And you know, I've I've dated guys who love politics and all this stuff. I can't stand it. Most of the time I don't want to hear about it. But mm-hmm. I will compromise and watch some CNN and some other stuff, ESPN, and I don't really mind watching sports shows. So that's fine with me. But and mm-hmm. they'll compromise and watch some food shows with me. So that's all well and good. So it's it's all about right. being there for each other and support supporting each other. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Supporting each other is more of what it is, and being a fan of each other, but not losing yourself in everything that other person is. And not hating yeah. on what somebody has that you don't. 
Like, I, I've had couples with that don't as well that I've got. seen for. Right. I mean, I, I've had a few <laughs> couples that, you know, he, he make more money than her, both on work. So, you know, mm. she's jealous of what he got, that type thing there. Instead of just, like I tell them, incorporate it this way. You're not out there cheating, you out there working, taking care of y'all. Go ahead and make your check, spend your check on you and the churn, take his check and pay the bills with it, like I do. And, I mean, I'm not <laughs> mad about nothing because I'm still contributing, but I'm still getting what I want, too. You know, you know, some people just take things the wrong way. They make some of these bad situations in their relationship. It's unwatchable. They don't even do what you do. Some of them, I, I tell them to call you and talk to you. Um, um, Facebook, because a lot of the things that they're doing are problems that can be resolved by the simple sit back and look at what y'all are doing to one another. Mm-hmm. Look at how you're running your home. Look at how you're running a relationship. If you take time and look at that, you'll catch all the flaws yourself. Before you got to sit down with a a marriage counselor, you, you're able to understand what's going wrong between the two of y'all. You know, you can't have mm-hmm. both in control. There's no such thing as him overlording you. Now, though we say the man of the house, I think people take that out of context. When you say the yes. man of the house, I mean mm-hmm. that, yes, he is the head of the household. If you believe yes. in God, that is the Bible or Quran or whatever. The man is mm-hmm. the head of the household. But his mm-hmm. responsibility has responsibility. I'm going to say it again. Yes. Even though he's the head of the household, his responsibility has responsibility. And that responsibility is not to beat you over the head with it, but understand his place so that you can know your place. Because that's the way we run our house. I know he's the head of the household. I know he's the man of the house. But he also knows this is my house because I'm the woman of the house and I take care of it. And mm-hmm. anything go wrong in it, he sees me unless it's something manly I can't deal with. And people don't understand that between us. I know he's a man in the house, but this is my house because I'm the one that runs it. Right. And keeps it up. So, I mean, as long as he has responsibility, in his responsibility as the role of the father, head of the household, a lot of the, some of the problems will be knocked out. But as long mm-hmm. as you take offense to him saying he the man in the house, and I've, I've seen a lot of women get mad about that. It's because y'all don't understand what those roles mean. A lot mm-hmm. of it is misunderstanding, too, that leads to a lot of confusion. And I know, first and foremost, I hope you tell your people this when you be talking to them. Please keep everybody else out of your relationship. Yes. It's, yes. O- it's okay when you got somebody you can confide in. Like I talked to, to Jay, but I made sure that this lady understood what was going on, and he corrected it on his side. Um, cause I've been talking yeah. to you from day one. But you had that one or two people that you talk to about stuff you know you can trust. But telling everybody what's going on in your house is not a good look. It's not. Because you're going to have one woman, or if it's a man talking, that one man that's going to come in there, you end up catching them in bed together. It's inevitable. <laughs> you got you got to know how to keep that down. You're gonna have to keep that down to trying to figure out if y'all can work it out. If y'all can't, that one person you know ain't gonna try to step in your house. And it's right. sad to say, it's always the people closest to you. It's the, I mean, I don't know mm-hmm. how to Miss T if you had it happen to you, but it's sad to say it's always the closest folk to you that end up trying to take from you what you got. Oh yeah, and Barbara, I also yeah. want to add to that too. Not just the not just the cheating element of anybody trying to take your person too, but also 
another thing that that uh, you know you should kind of keep it on the you know I tell anybody because you got those friends or whatever that'll actually encourage. Yeah, I mean, they may be jealous of you, or they may mm-hmm. uh, uh, not be jealous of you, but they may be angry in their own world. And so, if you tell them a little problem, they'll, they'll go, "Man, no, nah, f that, forget her, you need to break up." And da da da, and then because wrong, wrong, mm-hmm. you got that girl rolling her neck. Chai, I wouldn't take none from Chai. I wouldn't take none from him. Uh, Who the hell you sound uh, like them doing it? <laughs> <laughs> you sound you know, just like them doing it. Go ahead, man. That is him doing it. <laughs> I know you yeah. sound just like the women that you hear doing it. Go ahead, James. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, uh, yeah, they, they'll, they'll, because uh, I've, I've messed around in the past. I've done that where I've just thought I had somebody I can confide in, and and they're and they're just angry, and they're like, yeah, man, f her, you know, yeah, 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 and and it's really just something simple. It's something that you probably it, it could have been fixed, uh, you know, it could have been, you know, and don't don't. Sometimes they'll influence you negatively, you know, or they'll give you they'll plant seeds in your mind. Like yeah, you know she probably cheating on you. Or yeah, you know, or even with the uh, the, the 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 man older, you know, and those kind of like you know, um, you know, yeah, girl, you know he doing something crazy, you know, and putting that and putting mm-hmm. that in their head. Yeah, and, uh, and I do want to, because I know we're about to um, end. I do want to say this for the sing for the single people out there, and to the married people out there, to the married people. If your spouse is doing something, hanging out with a single friend, it is not the single friend's fault. Nine times out of ten, whatever they are doing, they want to do. I've been hanging out with people who are married, and I'm like, hey, you can't do what I do. You might want to go on home. No, I'm going to do it. Mm-mm, girl, I'm hanging. Carry your behind home. And, but you know what the man says? Oh, it's because you hanging with her. You out there with her. No, no, no. I can do what I want to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. I told her to go and be where she needs to be. <laughs> Right, right. You write about that. You write about that. I can't control grown people. I had Mm -hmm. a girlfriend one time. um, Her boyfriend would keep all our kids. It was three of us, single, single parents. Her boyfriend would keep all our kids. And one night, she called herself going to go home with somebody else and tell us, "Well, pick y'all kids up in the morning." I said, "I'm going to your house now. I don't know what you going to (laughs) do, but I'm going Mm -hmm. to pick up my child. You explain that to that man in the morning, but I'm Mm -hmm. going home." Because he ain't going to say Adrian had you out all night, period. Right. And he doing us right. a favor. Mm-mm-mm. Right. Don't you do it. Because I'm a to right. every time. <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes you have to. Sometimes it's warranted because, you know, some things you see just not right. They're just right. not right. So right. sometimes it's more than me. And then they're going to blame it on me. Right. Yep. You may lose a friend in the end, but at least <laughs> your conscience is clear. But they're that. not your friend if they're putting you in that situation. Mm-hmm. Don't make a choice. I want to say one last yeah. thing before I uh, pass it over to Miss T for you to close us out. Um, I, I want to say this too. Uh, um, in the past, I've had this thing where I would, I would just break up with a woman. Not even even if it wasn't a relationship. Even if it was a woman, I was just kind of seeing or just dating or whatever. That's a Gemini <laughs> kid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I would, I would let the, I would let the smallest thing. I'd be like, "Oh, I'm done with her. I'm cutting her off. I'm not fucking her anymore." Mm-hmm. I would, I would just do that to everything. Up, up, up. No, up that. She sneezed. Not done. I'm done with her. And and I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen, you gotta, you can't do that. You know what I mean? You you, you wanna, uh, 
mess around and, and miss somebody's really for you, just trying mm-hmm. to just break up. And, and now, now when that, now when you're getting your your ass beat and stuff like that, yeah, get out of the relationship. But I mean, but little mm-hmm. things, you know, little you know awkward conversations or or, or just kind of disagreements or, or just kind of butting your head here and there, just kind of work through those things, fix it. If it becomes mm-hmm. a, a, an ongoing problem, then yes, you don't want to. You can't save a drowning person or drink, bring you down and drown you too. So I understand that if, it, if the little things are starting to add up, yeah, I know you, it may be time to reevaluate. But if, if there's more cons, if there's more pros than cons, hey, just people and nobody's perfect. So. Um, right. And this uh, team, I'm gonna pass the mic to you. But don't, but don't lose. Real quick, but don't lose your happiness in in your compromise. Go Amen. Ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, definitely great advice, Agent Charleston. And um, Miss T, anything you want to say yeah. before we uh, wrap? Yes, yes I want to say quickly. Um, I, I enjoyed the show. I learned a lot. And another thing we should remember is to have patience with one another. Um, mm. When you're in relationships, I was married for 12 out of the 15 years to my son's father. And a lot of times uh, when people come home from work or do that, they, they you never know what happened. Um, someone might snap off real quick and we'll tend to be like, well, forget you, I'm going to bed or something like that. Or, well, you got an attitude now, I'm going to get an attitude. We need to have patience for one another. Remember why you're there in the first place and be thankful for it. And so with mm-hmm. that being said, I'm going to, um, this last piece, uh, I'm going to tell y'all about he and she and the foreplay that be. Okay. He, he is my poetry. The locks of love that I seem to see, the thoughts that stick and bury me, the tunnel vision as tall as a tree. He plays my requested songs that I like to see. The passions and satisfactions that linger on is every day for free. Whether we come or not, we know how just to be. What is it doing between the folds, caressing so incredibly, breaking the mold? I grab him by the head. He grabs me from the heart. Then it flows down and out, all of my parts. It takes the time and let me get mine. Before, during, or after work, I can't wait to the tingle firms forms to give them a few jerks. Specifically designed, control given or taken, but it's all mine. Better breathing gradually comes. We know how it feels to be second to none. He is me, and I am him. Calls, and I'm there. For a moment, we just stare. Next comes the foreplay of having it any kind of way. The turning of the leaves stay within the reed. Sometimes we don't mind an audience. Other times the explosions persist without forewarning. What else is there to say about he and she? They be getting it in like no others. Secretly want to be teaching other how to maintain a team of beings who grind to the grain. That is he and she. You have to remember the foreplay that be. That's that piece. Y'all, y'all finished or y'all done? I ain't got All no right. more talking. We ain't got no more talking. <laughs> Good night. Good night, y'all. Thank you. My love. <laughs>